This is the Neutral Zone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Neutral Zone. We are just about ready to start the season, the new NHL season, and we are stoked. My name is Jesse. I am the Rangers admin. I go by the hashtag CriedsMeARiver. This is Brett, the Panthers admin, going by All Barkov, No Bite. This is Cass. I'm your favorite Bruins admin, and I go by Neverending Pasta. This is Ethan. I'm the Dallas Stars admin, and I go by Double Penetration. Uh, my name's Alan. I am the Kraken admin, and I go under McCann. You believe it? Yeah, we have Alan here this week. He has a little bit of history of some jerseys that he wanted to go over, and a couple other things regarding uh, the NHL jerseys that have happened over the last couple years for a couple different teams. Alan, you want to take it away? Yeah, sure. So I know you guys touched lightly on the last podcast about the Minnesota Wild. I just wanted to kind of go back over it real quick because I know it was it was kind of in the long release of jerseys that happened while there was like the week or whatever that no podcast went down. But the Minnesota Wild jerseys, they're the same basically as the reverse retro with a few minor changes like the patches. And if you have an A or C, it's the shape of Minnesota and it has A or the C on it. I, I kind of wanted your guys' take on this as well. Because I don't think the Wild are really in the wrong with this, but I do think that the NHL are kind of in the wrong by saying that these jerseys were limited when they were reverse retros and then re-releasing them as thirds and saying, oh, no, never mind, you can get them. Because generally what the pricing is for it for the consumer market on them is actually when they go to third jerseys, they become a little bit cheaper to buy, believe it or not. I did not know that. Yeah. Reverse retros actually price a little bit higher for the consumer market and then when they go to third jerseys they're uh they kind of go on the same format as like your away and home jerseys maybe a few bucks more but generally not too bad are you making the point that it's kind of unfair to the rest of nhl fans who'd like to go back and buy a reverse retro of their team where minnesota wild fans they can pretty much get theirs because it's their third jersey I, th I think it's actually the the other way around, in my opinion, because at least here in Dallas, when the all white reverse retros, uh, it was the first reverse retro, when they went to reverse retro 2.0, those white jerseys went on super clearance. It was like almost 50% off. And no one still bought them at 50% off. Oh, geez. <laughs> now, the, the main issue I have with it is like, you're rushing all these people to get the most profit out of it, right? So, like, if they're more expensive as reverse retros and you tell everybody they're limited edition, well, these Minnesota fans just rushed out and got the reverse retro. Now you're turning around and telling them, oh, yep, never mind. We're going to go ahead and sell it as a third jersey now. Well, they probably and got cheaper. And it's a little bit cheaper. So the people that right. felt like they okay. had to rush to go get it could have actually just waited to basically get the same jersey. I know it doesn't have the orange NHL tag on, like, the collar or anything, but... I don't know. It was the same thing with the Blasty jersey from uh, the or the Calgary the Flames. Flames. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the Canucks skate jersey, too. I thought both of those were kind of in the same vein. I felt just kind of that ick feeling about them. You mean the playoff bomb Calgary Flames? Oh, my God, dude. You you stop. We're on jerseys oh right now, bud. <laughs> don't get into <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Um. 
Speaking of the Flames, did did you want to touch on the Heritage Classic jerseys too? During the little off time we had for that week, uh, the Heritage Classic jerseys were announced for the 23-24 Heritage Classic Battle of Alberta between the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers. The Calgary Flames jerseys, I'll start with them first. They they went off the Stampeders design, which apparently used to be an in-and-out like professional and minor league hockey team uh, between 1938 and 1972. It has the circle, and then in the middle it says Calgary, and it has the C with the flames on it and everything. And there's a, it's, it's a very basic, but it's a decent-looking striping pattern. Honestly, for me, I liked their 2011 Heritage Classic a lot better. It was a little more busy in the striping on the arms, but like that, I, I like seeing more unique jerseys when they take a chance. This one just kind of looked like a really nice done-up practice jersey, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I I agree. So so okay. So Alan, like, for Calgary, what would you want to see in their jersey? Like, if you could have designed this jersey better. So like, I know it's supposed to be there away, but like, I think it it should have stand out a little bit more. So like like a red to orange gradient from like the top down or whatever, and then the callback to like I think they really should have reached a little more different and went to like their Atlanta history. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And then yeah. put like little A's somewhere on it that also maybe like down the sleeves and like gradient down the sleeves. I thought that would look cool. I don't know. I like the gradient crap. That would have been cool. You are too into the gradients, and I know we've talked about this in our chats. The gradients look so bad in my opinion. But wait, there's more. Uh the main there's logo. More. The main logo, I liked the older script. You're talking about on the A? When they said Calgary Flames, you know what I mean? Like on the front of the jersey. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It was like a cursive, right? Yeah, if they would have done that, I th- honestly, uh, I kind of yeah, liked yeah. that. So I figured that would look kind of neat um, in like a, their red or orange because um, it's on a white jersey, remember, mostly anyway. And then like numbers and letters that have fire or flames in them, like go crazy. This is this is the Heritage Classic. This is your time to go nuts with it, you know, or like make the number and letter patterns like uh, have fire flames at the top of them or something. And then... Like, uh, the you know, the Burger King that you don't like, Brett, but make it the Burger King, but put Blasty in, in place of the Burger King. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Yeah, but I actually don't hate that. I at totally all. agree that I feel like they could have done a lot more with this jersey. Like, it's fine. Um, like it's like there's nothing about it that's bad. It just doesn't feel as fun as it could have be. Basically, what you were saying. Yeah, it does look a bit lame. Like, it just doesn't seem like. It's. I don't want to say it's not busy, which I guess is good, but it just seems like they could have done a lot more with everything about it. I feel like it's a practice jersey to me. Like I, you look at the, you could see Instagram with this, right, where they're out on the ice practicing before the game, and it's it's almost kind of the same jersey except they added striping with it. It just kind of it it was underwhelming for me. I don't know. I could see that. What do you think of the Edmonton one? Okay, so the Edmonton <laughs> Oilers uh, did theirs. I know, right? Here we go. So uh, it, there's no winner for me in this one. Heads up. It's definitely Calgary. It's definitely Calgary. Right. They modeled theirs after the Olympic team that they actually named, which was the Edmonton Mercuries from 1952. Opposite of the Flames, honestly, they put the oil drop in the middle and they have like the scrolls and everything. And it looks all neat. But honestly, I think it's way too busy. Now we're on the other end, right? I don't like the number that's in the oil drop. Also, there was shown 
a, a YouTuber I watched showed the inconsistency from the picture that McDavid was wearing it because they had him okay. like wearing it so you could see where the letter's going to go and, and everything uh, where that's going to basically land on the jersey. The C on his is slightly off from what the production one showed on. And I know we're already in a club where we don't like fanatics, but the fanatics one. The C was off center from where McDavid had his because there's a stripe that runs right through the shoulder line. I don't know if oh, you guys yeah, really yeah. looked. Are you telling me a Fanatics product was misproduced? What? Inconsistent Come on. with the good product? Never. I know. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at that promotion photo with McDavid and Kadri, and I hate where the don't... C is on that. Yeah. Like where it's on the shoulder. Like it should be lower. Doesn't that suck? <laughs> It's awful. Why would you put it there? Like, put it in the blue. It's okay. <laughs> it should be underneath that white stripe. It looks bad. Um, also, the back, the front is super busy, but the back is super plain. Did you see what the backs look like on the original Mercury's jerseys? Oh, I gotta, I'm gonna I have not, to find no. it. Look up the Mercury's jerseys if you get a chance, like, after this or whatever. But they have, like, a scroll for the nameplate. And then the numbers looked really... Oh, that's elegant. dope. Right, it looked elegant. Why didn't you do that for oh, the back? That looks, that looks a lot oh, cooler. Yeah. If you're gonna be busy on the front, be busy on the back too. Make it, make the whole jersey like that. I probably wouldn't have complained nearly as much, but the fact that you made the front so busy and then the back, like it's, it's not for me. I'm with you with the number on the chest. I do not like that at all. I think that that it just looks so bad. Just put an O. I feel like if this was just the Oilers regular logo in the center, this actually would be a pretty solid jersey. Because I kind of like the striping that's going on with it. If they just move the C to where it should be and it's just the regular Oilers logo, I think it's a it's it's a pretty good jersey. Right. Like the, the coloring, I have no problem with. But like you said, the C, the busyness in front, the non-busyness in back, it bugs me. And then the whole outfit together. Yeah... The brown clubs I probably could have been okay with, but like the brown pants just offshoot from the orange a little bit and it's it it just doesn't match up. Where the coloring is just disgusting. You can't you can't talk to the colorblind guy about that, please. I don't nothing. Well, if you if you take the color brown for people that can see and you lighten it, it turns orange. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, is that why you always cheer for the wrong teams? Wow. He actually cheers for the Islanders. He just doesn't realize. <laughs> You're thinking your team's winning, and it's actually the other team. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's actually the Islanders with their orange. Oh, oh man. God. You know, that's, that's like a real quick thing. It's like the Oilers, used to, they switched having orange be the main color, but now it's back to blue, so now they're back to just matching the Islanders again. Alan, did you did you see the new Bruins jerseys for the centennial season? What's your opinion on that? I did, and I like what was it? It was that cream one. That one was my favorite. The alternate alternate. Yeah, the alternate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should oh man. That one looked so Yeah. But I mean it looks so clean. Yeah, they're they're gonna wear that when they play original six teams. I I mean that's not a bad choice. That works out really well. So I was watching uh, a lot of Bruins preseason games and I really like I uh, initially I did not like the way that those jerseys looked uh, just from the pictures. But watching them on the ice and, and the way that they just I don't know, it, it kind of hit a little bit different. And my opinion about them has changed. I agree. Yeah, I was like very against it or like the sparkliness of it. And once I saw it on the ice, you kind of forget and watch them shut out the Rangers in the first game. And it was great. 
Oof. <laughs> I'm I'm kicking him off the podcast. Go for it. I will say for for a lot of jerseys, you need to see them on the ice. It's hard to get a good grasp on it until you actually see them, and then you see them, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like that's how I was with your black and lime green ones. Like I thought they were like wicked ugly when I first saw them, and I actually like them. I mean, you also think from the consumer market too. There's a lot of people that aren't going to be, you know, they're not walking around with hockey pants on. They're just going to be walking around with the jerseys. But even right. like, yeah, on TV and on like the ice light and everything, they look beautiful. They really do. You know which jersey I feel like that won't happen for is that Jets jersey that got released. That Ooh. one's going to be bad no matter where it's on. I'm convinced at this point the Jets don't know how to make a good jersey. <laughs> <laughs> like they just don't. I liked I liked their throwback one when they went to that dark blue. I thought that was a good one. There was no like, red. No, no, no. It like there was one that with red. Hold, it's Oh, um, you're talking about Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No. It was like that it was fun. like a I'm... it was like a retro one from their original the original Jets days. Yeah, I thought you meant the reverse retro, which no, no, I no, guess no. <laughs> in that case you could actually talk about both of them cuz both of them didn't put red in there and I think it just would have it would have brought the jersey a little something something because they have red and they're normal. I still think they have one of the best logos in the NHL. Oh, for their normal home and away for sure. Like yep. I don't know how you mm-hmm. do really well in your home and away, but every reverse retro or every like third they alternate jersey it, you yeah. put out is just kind of doo doo. I don't I don't understand. One thing I wanted to talk with you about because we we talked about it a little bit in the Discord is that the LA Kings are putting the advertisement for some insurance company. I'm not going to name them unless they're going to pay us, but they're putting the advertisement for the insurance company on the jerseys that they're selling in their team store. And that really upsets me. Like I, I like if I'm going to buy a, a jersey, I do not want a company's ad on it. I am pay me and then I'll and then I'll wear it, but or or discount them or discount it yeah because like yeah it's ridiculous the only jerseys i feel like that are i'm okay with it is like any football or soccer jerseys um cuz the they but they try to make the advertisement like a feel like a part of the jersey well, it's like the logo right basically and with all the nhl ones like most of the time it makes no it doesn't fit with the jersey like the color schemes clash it's horrible i was very upset but, like, people are all about authentic jerseys, and for it to be an authentic jersey, you have to have the ad on it, right, Jesse? <laughs> get out of here. No. No way. I'm, no. A- I'm asking. <laughs> Don't get all New Yorkish on me. That's a hill that I will die on. I do not want an ad on, on a jersey that I'm going to buy. Simple solution. Just get a hoodie. No. Okay, so there's two trains of thought I have on this. One is a Kraken fan, and one is a normal, like, NHL fan, right? So... I went to two games last year, and one was in Detroit and one was in Columbus. Obviously, Detroit didn't have uh, an ad yet, I don't think, anyway, towards their jerseys. Columbus did, and like Jesse said, we won't say the advertiser, but it was on their jersey in the team store. Furious. And a lot of teams, I guess, have kind of gone that route where if you buy it directly from a team store or straight from the arena's team store, you get in the patch. I know there was like one or two teams. I can't recall which ones. They'd sell the patch separate, right? And I think that ultimately is the better route. That way you can take it and you could throw it in the trash if you want. You could put it in. I would throw it in the trash. Why would I even buy it? Yeah. There's also probably some people that like they really want that on ice jersey patch. Right. Uh, like look. Yeah. So exactly. like I think it's OK to offer it, but I feel like it sh- you shouldn't be forced to buy it because there are a lot of people with Jesse's opinion that like I just want to buy the jersey with just the just the team, you know, so I think. I, I like the idea of the patch. Right. And 
And when it comes as an NHL fan, I'm I'm in that boat where offer me the patch. Don't put it on my damn jersey. I don't want it on there when I buy it from you. I'd want to buy and represent for the team. I'm not trying to represent who mm, you're. Yeah. I'm not a walking billboard for you. There's enough of that going on exactly. already problematically in the league between the fans and the league right now. Now, as a Kraken fan. Oh, God, here we go. This might make Jesse a little upset to hear this, but I would prefer the jersey to have the patch on from Uncle Shoot Tribe. No. And the, the reason... I don't want right, to hear it. The reason I want that... Uh, not nah, you hear me out. The jerseys, originally, when I saw them as a Kraken fan, right? So hopping into the Kraken as, you know, a fan or whatever. The first time I saw those jerseys had the patch on them from the inaugural season. The next season, when they, when they didn't have them on there, I felt like they were kind of naked. That's different. And just, like, needed a little something in the front. Not to say that they're bad jerseys, obviously. I'm a fan. I love the jerseys. But, like, I think that without that patch on them, I was like, huh, it just feels like something's missing now. And it was sort of weird. Probably, honestly. So you're saying because, because they were introduced that way with the patch in the top left of the chest that they, like, it didn't, it, it doesn't make sense to not have it? Is that Kind of. Like, the year after, it was just sort of, I had to mm. kind of adjust myself to look at that jersey and go, oh, right, it's not their inaugural season anymore, so they don't have that patch anymore. I, I would imagine Vegas fans might kind of sympathize, sort of, with how they felt the first two years. But then all of a sudden, in the third year, we got the patch put on, and I was like, oh, you know what? Not bad. <laughs> like, it actually kind of fills the void. Did you guys see... The Predators released there at this like last week or two. Yeah, they did the ad right. Their say, ad you can, is you can barely even tell it's there. I love <laughs> yeah. it. They did it perfectly. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I gotta find it. There. No, it's you it's can't perfect. Even tell it's there. It's like a yellow oh background. Gosh. It's like it's perfect. It's nice and small. Looks like there's a little green it's, triangle. Isn't it like? It, yeah, isn't it's it barely just, there? Like at the all. green script is the only color that's not yellow. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it blends right in. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, it's perfect. Well done. It's like it's like uh, all of those people in Tennessee are wearing camo. It's the same. same oh my idea. god, <laughs> blends right into it. Yeah. See, just put the ads like in the threading. Like part it's... part of me with that wonders if like if the ad people saw this before they did, I mean, or if they right. just like they just like they agreed like yeah we'll put it on, but they don't tell them how they're gonna do it. I'm gonna jump on a limb. And say they they probably did see it before they went through, I would guess. Okay, <laughs> I would I would think so, but like it does it does bring up that question. No one's gonna spend gazillions of dollars for an ad on a jersey without seeing it. You almost you almost draw more attention to it by not drawing attention to it because people will talk about it more. How it's done right, you know what I mean. My point with this is that don't put your ads on my jerseys that you're selling to me. I don't want them. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to wear it. I'm not going to buy it. I don't want it. Stop it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, I mean, you're also the Kraken admin too, right? I, I don't know. What are you getting at? Uh, so I mean, you're going to, they both suck. No, no, you stop it, <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to buy a, a winter classic Jersey, right? I mean, if it has the ad on it, no, I'm not. Winter classic, winter classic jerseys do not have ads because. No, well then maybe Minnesota would have had theirs. No, that was what was last year. It was the Bruins. They would have had theirs on, right? Don't they have an ad? They do not on the winter classic. I don't think. There you go. These are all these ads are all relatively new to the to the last couple seasons. I only think they started recently. 
Well, even most teams don't have it on both jerseys. Like even the Panthers, they only wear their ad on their road jersey. They they still have no ad on their home jersey. I think that's team by team though. Like the Bruins have it on both. Right, right. It is. This part of me is thinking they don't put it on the Winter Classic. No, they don't. I don't think they do. Um, Alan, do you want to talk about those Winter Classic jerseys to close off this kind of jersey segment? For sure. Honestly, we don't really have a whole lot. All we have is just those hats that were leaked, right? So we know what the logos are going to look like. We got the S from Seattle that represents uh, the Metropolitans pretty well, just in a more modern style to the S that you see on the Seattle jerseys as is. And then for the Vegas, it's two swords coming down to make the shape of a V. For Seattle, I kind of wanted to just... Since we're at the end of the segment on this one here, a little workshop with you guys, I guess. Uh, what what would you expect? For me, I'd like to see the red, the cream, and then the green was the other one for like the barber pole, how the Metro jerseys were. Swap out the green with blue? I don't, I don't hate that. I, I would not want that atrocious color scheme. I hope they don't do that. The Christmas tree. <laughs> I hate it. Like the ice blue. And, and to be specific, there's three different blues on the jersey too. So like the ice blue is what I'm saying. So like what the reverse retros had. Oh, I think that would be sick. I love I love that reverse retro for the Kraken. You're talking about the one that's in your profile picture on Discord, correct, Alan? Correct. Yeah. Actually, I'm wearing it right now. He was ready. Well, it's cold around here, and jerseys are just easy to slip on and walk out the door with. That's why they're called sweaters. Haha. No, <laughs> yeah. I'd be fine with like if it was the red, cream, and green, like to keep it classic. But if they changed it up to the ice blue, I'd be I'd be thrilled. I think that'd be super awesome. It's 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 gonna be all about the logo, right? Because the logo is gonna really what sells the jersey. Because if the and we've already seen what the logo looks like based on that hat, and I think they hit a home run with that. So there's not gonna be as much concern. Because I mean, a lot of times for me, the logo kind of makes the jersey with NHL teams. Like that's why I really love the the leaping cat for the Panthers because that logo just it hits you. So I feel like. Not to, I feel like whatever they do with that logo is going to look really nice. Their new logo is better. <laughs> I, I wish I could hand you a high five, Brett, because you're just amazing at helping for the transition here. You're right that the logo would ultimately probably sell the jersey. However, what are the color expectations for Vegas? Because the, the color's got to work too, right? right? You can't just have like the logo and be like, oh, yeah, it can be poopy brown and pea green. <laughs> like, I don't care. It looks like it's going to be some sort of copper, that, at least from what that hat is showing. Like some sort of copper reddish type deal. It's a take on gold. Oh, uh, well, t- tell the colorblind guy that, <laughs> why don't you? <laughs> and I know Seattle history, like a lot of people may not know about it if they don't search for it, because you do. You have to search for it. It's not as easy to look up as Seattle like Seattle doesn't have any history. I'm kidding. I know they do. Well, you have the metros, the totems, I'm you kidding. have the Iron Men. There's history in Seattle, not yeah. necessarily the Kraken, but there's, there's history a lot of hockey, hockey in Seattle. Seattle. Sure. And it's still professional hockey. It's just not NHL hockey, which is where they drove from, from the reverse retros. And from this one, it's now they're actually going more NHL based for the metros. I which... mean, they've had junior teams for like what? Like a long time now. Yeah. The WH. Yeah. The Seattle Thunderbirds have been around for yep. a while. Thunderbirds. Uh, they had the totems which they've now made the totems more of like a kid's league, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Either or. Uh, I just, I don't know what the color expectation or like what the history for Vegas would be to drive from. I, I just. I, I have very little expectations. Well, we'll definitely have to have you on when they release it. We'll definitely have to have you on when they release the jerseys for sure. I'd be happy to be on and talk about it for sure. Book it in about two months. <laughs>
maybe sounds three. good well yeah we should be seeing any sort of leaks for jerseys within the next month or two now they usually leak it pretty early yeah you want people to save up to be able to buy them and stuff and that's what i'm doing <laughs> they ain't cheap is there anything else you wanted to say to close this out um thank you for having me on <laughs> boo hey we were glad to have you i was glad to be here <laughs> we'll have to have you on once playoff seating has been decided we sure will uh, we saw a couple of retirements happen over the last couple of weeks. One of those names was Brandon Suter. He played a total of 770 games in the NHL, only 289 points. He was mostly a role player guy. He started his career on Carolina, played there for a while, a few years with Pittsburgh. And then I kind of remember him being on Vancouver for a while. That's where he finished his career. He's actually not been playing for a couple of years. His last year was in uh, 2020, 2021. And it, I would say that's kind of like, he was kind of just kind of like a role player. Um, his best season um, came back his, his rookie year. He put up 40 points in 72 games, never did better than that. So he was a first round pick. I did 11th overall. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Great career, Brandon. I mean, better than me. I have scored zero goals in the NHL. So any other thoughts on Brandon Sutter? I wish it was Ryan Suter. That's what I'll say about that. <laughs> wow. Wrong suitor. He has got the two T's. <laughs> He's not a part of that suitor family. Um, the other retirement, and uh, I think this guy made a little bit bigger impact in the NHL, Corey Schneider. Um, he was a goaltender. I think one of the things he's kind of most famous for is when he was starting to get better, he was like competing for that role with Luongo for the number one starter for the Canucks. Obviously, they wanted Luongo, so they traded Schneider to New Jersey, and then a few years later, Luongo got traded to Florida. <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, but Schneider was a, a considered a top goalie for a couple seasons. Then he like really fell off, like around um, 2017. 20, 2017, though, he played four games in the playoffs with a 178 and a 950. Goal. Yeah. So that those are good. But numbers. I'm saying like around that times when he started falling off. Yeah. Like because then he kind of just couldn't really. I I think it was injuries was I think his main it was issue. Health, yeah. Yeah. Because he just kind of like stuck around in the AHL. I mean, his last uh, NHL appearance was with the Islanders, which I don't even remember him being on the Islanders. He played one game, let in three goals, but he won that game. He did win it. <laughs> I think he's a Lou Lamarillo boy, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I mean? I think he's a Lou Lamarillo boy. I think. Lou was on the Devils when they traded for him, right? I can't remember. Back in fourteen, yeah, he would have been on. He would have been the GM for the Devils in thirteen, fourteen, and then obviously he was the GM for the Islanders in twenty one, twenty two. So I think he was a Lou Lamarillo's boy, basically. He was another first round pick. I didn't know that. He was high too, right? Twenty sixth. I think he was worth it because he did. He was. There was times when he was considered a top goalie in the NHL. He just like once his health started going and he couldn't stay healthy. That was it. Yeah, he had good stats, even his first couple of years with the Devils. And then, like you said, at that 2016-17 mark, he, he just started to go downhill, and it was no rebounding from there. No big deal. 13 seasons, freaking made $61 bucks. He did pretty well for himself, I'd say. Uh, finished with 171 career wins. Doesn't feel like that many, but he only played 410 games. It's kind of crazy. He was a devil, so I don't care about him. Moving on. No, <laughs> well, we can move on. Moving on from the retirements, there was a couple of extensions and re-signings that we're going to tell you guys about. The first one is Mikhail Backlund. There was some um, rumors out there that he wouldn't re-sign, but they got him to sign a two-year extension, just a nice little 4.5 cap hit, and they also named him captain right after signing the extension. So 
they got that done. They'll be saving money with this contract because he's making 4.35 this year, then going down to 4.5 for the next two. What do you guys think of him being named captain of the Calgary Flames? I think it was the right move. He's been there forever. Like, it's the only team he's ever played on. Do you think that this is going to have a major impact for them this season? That answers your I know question. Cass does. No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, we've, we've spoken about Calgary a lot, you know, since, since the offseason and how they've performed. And their performance last year was abysmal, obviously. And, and there's a lot yeah. of speculation this upcoming season that they're going to have a major bounce back with where they're going to be at the end of this season, hopefully in the playoffs for them. I think that with them adding a captaincy to this roster, well, who was their last captain? It was Giordano, right? It had, yeah, and he got sent to Seattle when they claimed him in the expansion I don't think they've draft. had one since, since, since Giordano. So maybe with, with the way that this team has gone and, and this new captaincy for Backland, th- this could be a really good fire under them, no, no pun intended, to get, them, to get them going, get them off to the right start for this upcoming season and, and secure a nice playoff spot for them, hopefully, uh, at the end of the year. One thing I wanted to say real quick, just because they re-signed Backland, and he was part of that like core group of guys who only have one year left that have been talked about not resigning, um, possibly trading away. With Backlund signing, I think now they're hoping that will encourage them to get Lindholm, to get Hannafin, a couple of those guys signed, and hoping like that will just kind of like start the trickle down for them. If that happens, I feel like potentially better about their chances. I I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they go 15 and 5 in the first 20 games and you see some of those guys sign. 15 and 5, you know, or something like that, you know. If this team plays up to their potential and they don't have that cuz I felt it felt like everyone was asking to be traded away from this team and if that was the locker room feel, that that's why room. I've been kind of very down on them apart from my own bias as well, but I think the first domino to fall with with that locker room was Sutter getting fired. Oh yeah. Once that happened, it it gave these guys like Backland the reason to stay in Calgary. You know, while we're on the topic of Calgary, I know we've talked about them a lot, but we just want to send our condolences to the Snow family. Last week, Chris Snow died from ALS, so um, we'd like to send out our condolences to his wife, his family, and the Calgary fans, fans and organization. It was such a sad story when. I saw it, you know, and I, I have my personal bias against Flames, but that sucks to see. That was a very sad story when it popped up. Maybe it gives the team a little little drive, a little drive to make the playoffs win. I don't know if that's too insensitive to say. <laughs> I was 50-50. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I they have so. a new – they have, no, they have a new GM. They have a new coach. I mean, I think the players are going to be looking to prove everyone wrong. I've been seeing know, a lot most, of people – Especially Jesse – most especially Jesse and Allen, they're gonna prove them wrong. I'm, you didn't throw my name in there, but that's okay. I'm kind of surprised. Um, the one thing you're saying about being insensitive, I saw a lot of people. Um, you, you know, with the Chicago Bears, they've had a terrible start to their season. I know this is NFL, but um, one of their most famous players, uh, Dick Butkus, passed away, and people have been saying like, "Oh man, hopefully they can start winning games in honor of him." So I, I don't think that's insensitive to say. Yeah, but the Calgary Flames are competitive. The Chicago Bears suck. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving on, we did have a couple other signings here. They finally got it done in Anaheim. That's right. Finally. And I'm kind of sad because that was the last exciting story. Right, for to see if Zegers could potentially play somewhere else. That would have been awesome, honestly. 
Or just to see him hold still out. With Shane Pinto. Uh, Shane, Shane Pinto can hold out. Zegris is the better name. That's not as exciting. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you guys think about the amount they decided to go with Zegris? 5.75. Perfect. I think that's a reasonable amount for him. I, I think Drysdale got shafted. I think he got what he was after. I, I think he forced them to to come up. I think if they had been any little bit shy of that amount, he would have just kept holding. They were originally were like around three and four, right? Yeah, three and a half. I yeah, think to goodness four. Goodness gracious, that, that way too small. I feel like Zegers could have made six, so five point seven five. He probably was at six, and he got he brought down to five point seven five, and they agreed on it. You know, and the term works for him. Three years, prove yeah. Prove that he's a good player, you know. The money's perfect. The cap will be up probably another $10 million by then, so he can ask for more money. It's it's a no-brainer for him as a as a player. Right. I think I think he would, just because of his personality, I feel like he probably was asking for a little bit more than this, but I think it's a good number that they landed on. I do wish somehow that number got leaked, like what he was looking for. I, I don't think I've seen it. No, they but no, I don't think that. Yeah, they they kept out. that close to the chest the entire time. Which good on his his agent for that because normally when one side leaks, the other side will leak just to try and see who can get the most points with the fans and. Yeah, and um, you know, we could switch over talk about Drysdale like a. Uh... Hold on, before we before we go to Drysdale, I just I just want to do the Cass's comparative corner. Cass's comparative, comparative corner. corner. Trevor Zegris, 5.75 million. Uh, Anthony Sorelli, 4.8 million. Jess Berry, Cockney, uh, 6.1 million. And that's 6.1. He's he's like there for like eight years or something crazy like that, right? Correct. He was the one that got the uh, the offer sheet from them, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I'd probably go with Zegris in, in this instance. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's really a safe uh, or a nice comparison to any of either of those two. I think Zegris is is the top guy out of those three guys. I think, yeah, Zegris is the guy for that list. But the question would be, are we talking like who would we want on our team or who do you think is the better deal? Because when you go into who do I want on my team for the deal they signed, it's it makes it really interesting because Zegris, he obviously put up a ton of points, but he also plays for the Ducks and is one of few guys who can put up a ton of points. So put him into like a Stanley Cup team. So imagine what he'd do on a team. Yeah. Well, put him in a team like, okay, let's take Toronto. And I'm not saying they're a Stanley Cup team, but they've got so many different people who want to score goals that does he just become like an assist machine or you know flip that though put him on dallas he would he would tear it up in dallas yeah you know what i mean and dallas is considered a cup team yeah it's it's about where do you slot him because in anaheim he's a top forward you wouldn't think he's a top six if he was in dallas i think he would maybe go back and forth between line two line three Mm. because you're you're not going to get rid of that first line Second line is where you're going to be making changes, and that that line is going to be between line two, line three, the line of where you bounce players around to try them out. You know, you know, looking at Zegers' stats, he was more of an assist guy last year, um, 42 assists to 23 goals, and I think that's because Terry Troy Terry is kind of like the goal scorer for his line. So Zegers, while he can score and he can be a scorer, he is able to be a distributor as well. You know. Oh, I thought he had more goals. Than assists. Hold on. That might be Terry. Terry's closer. 
that might be. Of course, I'm goals, gonna, I'm gonna mix them up. <laughs> the same person, right, Ethan? <laughs> Pretty much. One just signed sooner. Well, they're both on the Ducks, so those. I mean, their stats are pretty close. So you might have Killorn on his uh, on that top line. I'm not sure what they've been rolling with in the preseason, but I feel like they probably put Killorn on their top line with uh, Zegris and Terry. That's a pretty good top line. Not when your goalie lets in six goals a game. That's leave true. John Gibson alone. <laughs> leave that man alone. <laughs> Poor Gibson. Leave him alone, like he wants to leave the Ducks alone. That's the rule. <laughs> As you <he> should. <laughs> Let's talk about the other duck that signed. The the dry man. Yeah, Drysdale signed a three-year, two-point-three contract, pretty low. But you know, maybe part of that is because he basically couldn't play at all last year because of an injury. I mean, his stats: eight games, no goals, minus three, two penalty minutes. But the previous year, this is why his expectation for being such a good player is because the previous year. 81 games, 32 points. Uh, you know, the minus 26, he was on a terrible team. So we can we can gloss over that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, a lot of expectations for this kid, and I think that a lot of people expected him to be closer to Zegers, probably not more than Zegers, but probably closer than what it is. I would like to say really, really quick, I just need to clarify. I When we got to Drysdale, I said, the dry man, I do know his name is not Dryman. It's Drysdale. I was just, that's his nickname now. I like the it. The Dry Man. <laughs> dry Man? The dry Man. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, you're not wrong. That sounds gross. I don't really think that the price is unfair for him. I feel like the term of three years is a little bit, is, is where it kind of throws me off. Like, I, I would probably have done two years for that price. Uh, I think that that third, that third year is just, I don't know, they could have given him, uh, he, he could have given the show for these next two seasons if he kept two years and then, you know, reassessed from there. I think that third year was, was where it threw me off. It definitely benefits the Ducks over Drysdale. Right, exactly. Thank you. That's yeah. what I was trying to get at. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, Cass's comparative corner. Jamie's Drysdale, 2.3. Nicholas Haig, 2.29. Alexander Romanoff, 2.5. Or Jesse's favorite, Ryan Lindgren, 3 mil. Kind of like Romanoff. I was thinking Romanoff as well. I feel like he's underperformed. I'm going to be biased and say Ryan Lindgren. Of so, course you are. Yeah, of course I am. That dude That dude eats pucks all day. <laughs> of course I'm going to say Ryan Lindgren. He does not stop. Should have played goalie. I, I think I'm going to go with Drysdale. I think I'm going to go with Drysdale just because what he could do. But think about this. Imagine if, which this isn't the far stretch part. Imagine if the Ducks are just in fire sale mode halfway through this season, right? What if that's a guy that someone goes after? And you get him for that 2.3, but on a good team. You're getting at least a first-round pick for that, though. Oof. He's only 21, so he, the, the asking price would be pretty big. It would, but if you got him for that 2.3, and you're on a team that, you know, is really strapped for cash, but needs that one piece, ooh, that's You'd tempting. have to get up, like, as many first-round picks as the Panthers did on their President's Trophy season. That, that's like a move I could see Toronto making. If they really felt they were one defenseman away, oh man, oh sorry, I'm blowing my own brain here. Just guess here's all our first round picks or Dallas. Ethan, Ethan just I really keep on mentioning Toronto. I think Dallas is a perfect pick. Ethan yeah. really wants yeah. just one of these top guys to be traded to another team, and I get that because it's just exciting when those big names go to other teams. 
Yeah, but Anaheim needs these guys, man. I mean, they could rely on them too. Leo Carlson, assuming I, I think I think it was out that he got a little injured in in some sort of practice, but it seems like he's okay. Anyway, um, they need to rely on these guys. These guys are their future, so they have to keep them. They have. But if if you look at all of their contracts, Drysdale's the only. Or, yeah, he's the only one that is worth you know trying to go after for the contract. You're not going to try and get Alex Killorn. No. At his 6.25. What about Labushkin? Mm-hmm. 2.75, one-year deal? That is like the prime trade deadline contract. But that right that's definitely, I mean, it, it's rental. Right. It's more of a rental oh, it definitely than is. if you get Drysdale for three. You're definitely right about that. It would be like, but that, I mean, that's typically what those winning teams like to do with rentals. I mean, if you could get Drysdale, huge win. Because not only are you improving your defense for this year, but like you said, you're getting a guy who's got a lot of potential, only 21, and even for the next two seasons afterwards. I hope that happens. <laughs> Wait, and Jesse, I did want to ask you, would it be better if someone's nickname was Wet Man? Because you don't like Dry Man. Do you prefer Wet Man? I don't like... I think we should just stick with Moist Man. Oh, um, Moist Man. Gross. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> Do y'all? We could talk about the Minnesota Mild. No, we don't have to. I'd prefer it if we didn't. So Minnesota made several extensions over the last few weeks. Zook! All- yeah, the biggest name, I, I, I mean, quite quite a few big names here. I mean, my, like you said, Matt Zuccarello. Zook! Which we we thought he was on the brink of taking team friendlies and retiring. I mean, it's, yeah, two years. Two years, it's less than he's making now. But, you know, you know team friendly, you're thinking more like two mil, you know. The other yeah. ones, and we'll talk about them all. But the other ones, Ryan Hartman, three years, four mil. Then finally... Marcus Foligno, four years, four mil. So all relatively right around the same cap hit, but all different years with Zuccarello at two. I mean, he's 36, so that makes sense. Hartman with three, he's 29. And then Foligno, he's 32. He signed that four-year contract. It's kind of funny. Both Foligno brothers are making the same money. Oh, really? Yeah, they're both four. They got these guys to take some solid deals because of their uh, their dead cap with uh, Zach Parise and Ryan Suter on there. After those two years then maybe they'll I, I could see Feligno getting some more money. I don't think Zuccarello is going to sign again with with any team after the, after this. I think he might be done after that. Well, he'll be 39, yeah. so yeah. That's the that's the interesting thing that w- we may have talked about this on an episode you were out, but we talked Oh yeah, it was when Jacob was on and we talked about that dead cap and how here in a couple years they are primed mm-hmm. to be a powerhouse. I'm more so shocked that with these signings, what it tells me is these guys are going to be part of that. And that's what's the most shocking thing for me. Yeah. Especially especially Zuccarello. Because, you know, he's been a top player. But once you reach around this age mark, I mean, you're unless you're Yarmir Yager, your play starts dropping off, you know? <laughs> well, and even Felino. Yeah, he's up there, too. So I didn't think it'd go like that. I mean, these guys are all in their... I mean, Hartman's about to be age 30s. He's 29. So I I totally agree with you. That's kind of interesting. It's like, you guys are going to be along for this ride. Because like like you said, we said that a couple years, they're primed for a cup run. And now it's kind of like, well, I'm not sure what you guys were thinking with these deals. Because you have no idea how far off these guys are going to drop off potentially in two to three seasons. 
we're doubling down. So, I mean, if you look at their whole roster, they're going to have a goalie slot potentially open up with Flurry leaving. Yep. Then you've got Goligoski. Man, I can't believe he's still playing. So he's probably out. And, and then like one or two other spots to fill. You don't have much room to add things. And they didn't really go far in the playoffs, so it's kind of interesting that they feel confident in this group. They haven't gone far in the playoffs ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever. I guess they're just hoping Kaprizov just keeps getting better. I feel like they always meet a powerhouse, though. Like, last year they played, what, Dallas, mm-hmm. right? Well, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, right, Cass? If you want to win the cup, you got to get past these guys. Did that go seven? I don't think it did, did it? That first round went to six. I think it was six, yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I feel like they you know, never made it. Uh, trust me, I know. Like, look at uh, like I remember in the like 2012 to 2015, like that Western Conference Final is the same teams all the time. You know, Blackhawks are kings. Blackhawks are kings. Oh my god! Black stop Hawks talking about like that. Four or five years, you know. Kings. Stop it. Johnny Quick. Stop it. 2014. Triggered. <laughs> Moist man. So the Wild have made it to the third round. I was about to say they've never made it, but. The first time they ever made the playoffs in 2003, they went went all the way to the conference finals and got swept by the Mighty Ducks. That was probably before Jacob was born. That was 20 years ago. Gross. But they've never made it to the third round since then. They made it to the second round two other times. Yeah, overall in their history, they have won one division title, zero conference titles, and zero yeah, Not Not a lot of success Isn't that there. the state of hockey? Come on, what are you doing over there? They're the Minnesota Mild. The, the real team moved to Dallas. Ah, right? that's right. <laughs> that is correct. And you know how they reward us? They take away the North Stars branding. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Still bitter. You're never oh. getting it. Never going to get it. Comparative corner, who would you rather have? Ryan Hartman, Boone Jenner, Alex Winberg. Ooh. Um, pass and take a draft pick. <laughs> I like Boone Jenner. I mean, he's the captain over there in Columbus. I mean, he's making 3.7 versus Hartman's 4. He sided with Babcock, though. Yeah, that whole thing is just weird, and I wish someone talked about it. I don't know how much that's going to impact the decision. I agree. But it sounded like, from what I heard, we don't have to talk about this too much, but from what I heard, it sounded like the issue was with the younger players. Normally with the vets, it wasn't as bad. Which, as a captain, you should be a little in touch with, you know, like, how are your younger players feeling? Fair enough. That's true. I, I won't disagree with you there. To answer your question, Cass, I'm going to say Alex Wenberg. I figured you would. I, I would agree. Uh, we're going to lump these two into one comparative corner. Marcus Foligno, Matt Zuccarello, Nick Foligno, Corey Perry. I'm picking, I'm picking Zuc. Ooh. Oh, yeah, Zuccarello. Zuccarello. Yeah, hell yeah. I think so, too. I mean, he's making six mil this year. That's probably the tough thing. He's making six mil this year. And if you take Corey Perry, you know you're going to make it to the Stanley Cup final at least but you're not going to win it. Does Marcus Foligno remind anyone of a very, 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 very poor Matty Kachuk? I wouldn't even use those two guys in the same sentence, honestly. (laughs) Like, he has the grit, though, right? Like I I see what you're saying. A lot of players have... There's a lot of power forwards out there. Foligno is more like old-school tough. Yeah, like Luchik? Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be that kind of era, whereas Matty... I hate saying his last name. Kachuk. Kachuk. There's a T in there for some reason. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like it. But he, but he, he's new. I mean, Kachuk has the reputation as more of a turtle. A what? You know, where like he's not going to go fight. 
He's just gonna so he's just gonna snap at you and then and then oh. run away like a coward. Right. He's. I mean, he he he's got that 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 um PK Subban. <laughs> I was gonna say like Brad Marchand. <laughs> no, Brad throws down. He doesn't usually like. Does he? He doesn't back off too much. I will yeah. say that Manny Kachuk will fight, but like he's. I know he's got the reputation of being a turtle. That's Boston Bruins captain Brad Marchand to you, sir. Yeah, you watch your mouth. <laughs> but yeah, Kachuk, I think, is more of like a new age, you know, gritty guy. <laughs> gritty. But in the sense of like he's gritty, but he puts points up. Well, Kachuk's got a better stick skills because that's where he like made all his highlight goals are like doing that between the leg stuff and all that. Can we just find like the handsomest NHLer and have him like go out with Taylor Swift and see the sport blow up like NFL? Can we not do that? <laughs> Can we not do that? Let's not do that. <laughs> I feel like in our chat, that's been collectively Chris Letang, right? <laughs> I would say with the, the Canes admins, most specifically Amanda, yes. And Tyson. Tyson has a man crush on him. But he's a penguin, <laughs> so no surprise. So you're saying it's not collectively Chris Letang? I don't know. Brent Burns. Brent Burns. Brent Burns is. I love him no. toothless. <laughs> I love him toothless. He, he's goofy, man. <laughs> he, Anyways. Uh, I was going to look up 50 most attractive hockey players in 2023. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go this, does anyone want to guess the number one most attractive player in the NHL? According to who? Is this book talk? Yeah, what's the, what's the list you're looking at? This is whatever the first page that Google pulled up. Okay. Um, I feel like Chris Letang's a pretty good answer. I, I don't know. He has been mentioned multiple times on this podcast. Zegris. No. You think older. Man. Multiple times. Flurry? He's on one of our teams. I wouldn't think Flurry. He's not a Panther. Let's just throw that right out there. I wouldn't think it was a Panther. God, no. Martian? <laughs> There's no way it's Martian. No, it's not Martian. People love schnozzes, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Someone. Sagan? Right team. Wrong players. Jamie Benn? Jake number Ottinger. One, number one. Not Pavelski. Pavelski. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's weird. Joe yeah. Pavelski. Interesting. Everyone likes the dad bot, I guess. Uh. 38 years old. Anyway, so. Next week, we're going to be ranking the best uh, smut hockey books. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> I'm going to have to start reading then. You have to learn how to read first. That's a good point. That New York City education did not do me well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Amanda's all about it. She wants to give us sexy suggestions. <laughs> She's going to have her own water. <laughs> anyway. A couple weeks ago, I put out a Google Forms as a post on our page to get some fan feedback and see who thought what teams would make the playoffs, what positions like that. So we're going to break that down, talk about that real quick. And we're going to start with the best division, the Atlantic division. That's right. Um, don't worry, Florida didn't get first. Um, first place in the Atlantic division, 50% of people thought... Toronto Maple Leafs are going to go first. That's on par. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's who I picked. And then Tampa Bay got 16% of that vote. Second place was a little bit more split evenly. Wait, 16% of people thought that Tampa Bay was going to be first in the Atlantic? Correct. Yep. Interesting. No, that's saying 16% of people yes. were Tampa Bay fans. Or 16. <laughs> that's or right. <laughs> one person voted a load of times to get that number pumped up. We need to we need to stop putting this out to uh, Tampa Bay admins. <laughs> I bet he put Tampa for all the positions, <laughs> first, second, and third. We have people like programming bots just to take our survey. <laughs> second place in the Atlantic Division it was a little bit closer, with thirty percent of the votes Tampa Bay, twenty five percent of the votes Toronto, twenty five percent of the votes Florida. Okay, uh, I mean, if Florida finished second, I'd be surprised. Yes. I'd be surprised. I would be surprised. 
Um, but I'd be surprised if Tampa was up there too. I think someone's going to leapfrog both Florida teams. And it, it might be Boston, but it also could be sneaky and randomly by Buffalo. Um, See, that's where it gets hard. Who who leapfrogs? And that's where you're like, well, ah. We didn't even we didn't even talk about this since the last podcast. Did we talk about Vasilevsky being injured? No, we didn't. No. But did we not talk about how injury prone he is? <laughs> we did talk about that. It's two months. We're talking about them like being screwed, <laughs> basically. You know what I mean? So for, like, for for Tampa though, they 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 barely care about the regular season. They're that kind of team. Like, hey, we just gotta get into the playoffs then. If we're healthy, yeah. I understand that, but who who's their goalie? Do you know? Nobody. Without oh, Vasilevsky I do. Well, they lost Elliot, right? I know this because I drafted this guy. I, Brett, you were the one who was bragging. He played one game for the Florida Panthers. And oh, freaking Jonas Johansson! Yeah, exactly. He allowed so, ten goals for Florida in his one game, and then he done. shuts us out in the preseason. It's they just are disgusting. Done. And then they're who do done. they have to back him up? Like, I mean, some no name. Someone in the kid. minors. Yeah. You, you don't think they're going to trade for somebody? They're going to try and trade for somebody I, early. They on? don't have the room. They don't have the room with Vasilevsky only being out eight weeks. They don't have. Oh, any that's not going to be. That's not going to be. Yeah. Here, here's your household name, Matt Tompkins. He's coming up. He's <laughs> everyone. Yeah, Matt Tompkins. I'm sure you've heard of him. I know exactly who that guy is from Sherwood Park, Alberta, Canada. <laughs> Thank you, Cat Friendly. So, just a little cur- uh, asterisk here. All these results were done before Vasilevsky's injury was announced. But third place in the Atlantic, with 24%, was Tampa Bay. 24% were the Bruins. Then Buffalo got 18%, and Florida got 17%. I like Boston at three. I think Florida could finish at three, too. I can see Tampa Bay not being in the top three now. I can see it being Toronto, Boston, and Buffalo, or Toronto, Boston, Florida. Florida's kind of iffy, too, because their defense got all effed up because everyone's injured right now. So it's Mon- be Montour's been practicing follow. pretty heavily lately, which is exciting to see. So Montour might be back sooner than expected. Ekblad's still going to be out a long time, but... Montour was our best defenseman last year, so we'd rather have him back sooner. So after talking about the best division in hockey, let's go to the worst in the Metro. Did you not do wild card? Oh, no, wild cards are next. They're going to come after. Right. We did the top three. Gotcha. uh, First place in the Metro. You're such a jerk. Yeah, you love it. 57% (laughs) of the votes was the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. Yay, Amanda. 26% of the votes were uh, New Jersey Devils. The Rangers got 9%, and the Penguins actually got 8%. Th- that's given the Rangers too high of a chance to win the division. <laughs> Same with the Penguins. Yeah, I mean, I know it feels like it's just exactly what happened last year, but, I mean, those are, I feel like, clearly the two best teams in this division is New Jersey and Carolina. I mean, if New York gets a, a um, some big production from like guys like Kako and Lafreniere this year, that's a big you if. could potentially see them surprise guys and end up in that one slot. But it's a big New if. Jersey and Carolina are the right picks. Yeah, it is a big if. You're def- yeah. You know what? I, I hate myself for saying this. Don't get me wrong. But I could see the Penguins being that three slot. That would be crazy. I have them out of the playoffs. They, they look really good. Like some of these goals I'm seeing. Well, Sid did, did throw down the other day. So Yeah. Who would have thought that? He's fought before. I know, right? Jesse, have... Have you caught a lot of the preseason games? Have you noticed a difference with Laviolette's coaching or same old? Bro, the Rangers haven't done anything this preseason. I think they went one, one, and five or something like that. Oof. It's not, yeah. How the how that first game? Bro, went? all of the games went bad. the The entire the entire preseason has not been good. <laughs> you mean you brought it up? You've brought that up like three times. 
<laughs> Moving on. Second place in the Metro. Second place. <laughs> second, second place in the Metro with 43% of the voting, New Jersey Devils. 29% of the voting, Carolina. And 11.5% with the New York Rangers. Everything else was... So minimal. it feels like everyone's pretty much in agreement. New Jersey, yeah. Carolina, one, two. And then and third is basically everyone's in agreement, too, with 47% of the voting, New York Rangers. And then New Jersey got 17, the Hurricanes got 15, and the Penguins got 13. It's crazy how everyone is pretty much in agreement on that one, two, three. Like, that's crazy how there was, like, barely anything close. Like, it was runaway Carolina number one, runaway New Jersey number two, runaway New York number three. Like, I, I agree with those, but, like, normally with, like, polls, it's kind of, you normally don't see that high of a discrepancy. What about these wild cards now? Because I would love to hear what people are thinking on those. These are probably all over the place. I was going to say, how long have you got? First wild card in the Eastern Conference, 13% for the Penguins, 13% for the Islanders, uh, 10.5% for the Tampa Bay Lightning. People think the Islanders are going to do something? Uh, I mean, you take Sorokin, you know, you never know what you can do when you got you got one of the top goalies back there. The next two at 10.5% were the Lightning and the Senators, and then everything's under 10% after that. Man, all the Panthers fans for the page, they voted them like two or three, so they got no wildcard votes. <laughs> Literally 16 teams got at least one vote. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Montreal. Where is Buffalo two, on that 2. list? 2.6%. Did you say, well, where, where was Buffalo? Buffalo is... 7.8%. So not a lot of people picking Buffalo at that wild card no. one. See, those are people that think Buffalo are the Buffalo of the last two decades. Yeah, but at the same time, you go to the second wild card for the Eastern Conference and Buffalo's at 17% with the highest percentage. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, so people do have them. I like Buffalo at wild card too. I did too. Uh, second highest percentage for that second car spot at 15.5. Ottawa Senators and then the Penguins and then the Bruins. So people are thinking Pittsburgh, Ottawa, Buffalo, Panthers, Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think definitely I mean Pittsburgh could surprise a lot of people, but I think a majority of us are picking two Atlantic teams. Yeah, but same thing with like Tampa. Jari goes down there. That's screwed. Right, because they trade away to Smith. Correct. They're done. So just a matter of time. Fun fact, real quick before we before we move on from Metro, because I looked it up. Crosby, that fight the other night, that is his ninth ever fighting major. So not like it was a fight, but fighting major. I mean, this one was a fight, but there may be some in that list of nine that he got teed up for fighting, but it wasn't really a fight. And that's in 19 seasons. So, And his last one was, I think, I think his last one was like 2016, I think I heard them say. 2019. And like he, like ago. I said, he's fought before, but like he's not a fighter. Crosby's not a fighter, man. I mean, and he shouldn't be. Crazy. I wonder how many of those are against Washington, because I know he's fought against a couple of caps. All right, going on to the West, baby. That's where I am. We'll start with the Central Division. This one was way more definitive, way more definitive, with 50.5% of the votes for first place in the Central Division, Colorado. Okay. 40. I wonder why. Yeah, but, there, you but at around. the same time, there were a lot of... Oh, I guess Canes were in there, yep. too. There's a lot of Avalanche fans on this page. Uh, first place for the Central. The second place was Dallas Stars with 41% of the votes. Everything else was under 5%. Mm. Actually, under 3%. So, yeah, I mean, Dallas and Colorado should be competing for that number one spot all year. I think that's going to come down to the final week. Definitely can see Dallas overtaking Colorado, but I would pick my pick is Colorado. Yeah. It depends. If one of those two goalies goes down, too, you, you could. 
you're talking about a whole different season. One of the first things I said uh, when we started this podcast was I think that Dallas was going to win that division, and I, I, I stick by that. I do too. I agree, Jesse. <laughs> no bias at all, Ethan. <laughs> no bias Second at all. Second place for the Central. Here we go. Flip flop a little bit. What? They no. They they had the second highest percentage in the first vote. The second place uh, in the Central Division went forty point three percent of the voting was Dallas. Thirty nine percent of the voting was Colorado, and Minnesota got ten percent of the voting. Everyone else was minimal. Colorado, Minnesota. They have Minnesota <laughs> at ten percent for the second second position. Yeah. Who's voting in this thing? <laughs> There's quite a few mini fans because our wild admins have been good at sharing it to wild groups. So that's probably that's why, where that's coming from. That's why that's why we get no Rangers fans because I'm not good at that. <laughs> you got to get better. I got to get good. Third place in the Central, just under half, 48.1% was Minnesota. Mm-hmm. 17% was Nashville. And 13% was Winnipeg. Yeah. I'd be excited to see Nashville at that number three spot. I don't think they will. But that'd be exciting. I really want to see Nashville. Dallas got ten and a half, and St. Louis got six and a half. No, St. Louis is finished. No way. So, first place in the Pacific, forty-eight point one percent of the votes, Edmonton. Thirty-six point four percent of the votes was Vegas. Seattle got seven percent, and the Kings got six. And San Jose is going to be first. I feel like Edmonton is such a regular season team that it makes sense to pick them. But Vegas was first last year, right? They were. Yeah, Calgary. Calgary got one vote for first, and it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Look, I, I, since they re-signed Backlund, I think there's a little bit more hope there in Calgary. But I still, it'd be a wild card spot. There's no way they're finishing in the top three. Second place in the Pacific Division with forty percent. It flip flops. Vegas thirty percent is Edmonton, and then you got. LA Kings at 12 and Seattle Kraken at 10% of the votes. I definitely think it's going to be Vegas or Edmonton, just like last season. No yeah, reason. Same, same thing with the Central. It's going to flip flop. It's one of those things. And third place for the Pacific Division, tied for first place with 31.2% of the voting, was Seattle Kraken and the LA Kings. Wow. And so split right down Vegas the middle. Had 18, yeah, and Vegas had 18% of the votes. Seattle, LA definitely feels pretty like a pretty good guess. Jesse, who do you think makes it? between those two as the third seed la oh okay yeah you've been picking seattle as a wild card for a while i i i think they have what it takes to make the playoffs i don't think they have what it takes to crack the top three though you never know they already surprised you last year so they surprised the hell out of all of us they they sure did i was very excited that they got past the colorado avalanche and that was a huge win in my opinion so i'll take it I will say Huge. for the most, uh, mostly throughout history, you don't get surprised two seasons in a row. Depends how low <laughs> you set your expectations. Teams don't overachieve. Two. <laughs> Cass needs to keep his expectations low after what happened last year. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, this is a new season, season. Dude, <laughs> dude, I think your expectations for last year for Boston were probably pretty low. Most people had Boston like not in the playoffs, which was crazy. I was one of them. I halfway through this halfway through the season, I was like, "This is gonna be horrible because they're gonna be they're just gonna either fizzle out or it's just not gonna you know you know how when teams don't have to try, it's just like no matter what, there's no reason to lose a playoff series when you up three one. But that's neither here nor there. That's last anyways. Year. First wild card for the Western Conference with twenty six percent of the votes is Jesse's team, the Seattle Kraken. My second team. So it's pretty spread out. He said twenty six percent. Yeah, thirteen percent is. 
Brett's Calgary Flames, then uh, 12% of the Kings, and then at 9% of the Jets and the Predators. Yeah, I was expecting the Predators to be higher up than that. Who's putting the Jets anywhere? I don't know. That's a good question. Jets fans are are oddly optimistic. (laughs) We need to put them in a mental institution. (laughs) Just our Jets admin. Put them in a mental institution because there's no chance. Uh, Yeah, our Jets admin. Uh, They all live in the the boonies of Canada with no internet service. (laughs) Calling all Winnipeg fans. Calling all Winnipeg fans. Please like our Facebook page so we can mock you some more. Thank you. <laughs> we, I don't, I would be surprised if there's any Jets fans on this page. This is why we don't have any Arizona Coyotes fans because all we do is crap on the Mullet Arena. No, we don't have any of their fans because they don't have any fans. <laughs> because they, they have, have at least 5,000 that we know of. <laughs> no, those are just 5,000 people. Those no, are people with nothing to seats. do. <laughs> those, are, those are college kids. Those are 5,000 <laughs> 5,000 college kids. They're just the Arizona State fans who came the wrong day. What do you mean ASU isn't playing today, bro? Wait, it's the Coyotes? Uh, can I get a refund? I came here to see the Sun Devils. What is, they're saying Give me Coyotes. my $5 back. I don't need a refund. <laughs> no, their seats are ex- stupid expensive. They're, yeah. With the second and last wild card for this year in the Western Conference, with 18.2% of the vote, Brett, you can Brett, you can announce this. <laughs> oh, I bet you're gonna say Calgary then. I'll let you say it. <laughs> the Calgary Flames. With seventeen percent is the Calgary Flames. twelve <laughs> uh, percent is the Kraken and the Kings. Thirteen percent is the Minnesota Wild, and then nine percent is Nashville and Winnipeg. I I'm surprised how low people. You know, I think that's, they, it was kind of surprising they had Nashville at thir- more at third than one of the wild card spots. It's That's okay. a little weird. I want to hear Jesse freak out. 7.8% <laughs> of people had St. Louis and 65 uh, people Anaheim. had Anaheim. So there you go. Nope, Arizona. <laughs> um, Arizona had 3.9%. Where is Anaheim on this list? Uh, six and a half. <laughs> there is a concentrated effort by Gary Bettman to keep the Arizona Coyotes in the NHL, but oh, they yeah. cannot get to the playoffs at all because – there is no chance in hell no they want to have a playoff series yeah, with- at Mullet Arena. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, so 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 what happens first? The Coyotes make the playoffs or the Coyotes get relocated? They get relocated. There's think- no way that they could there's no way that they can make the playoffs with a 5000 seat arena. Like, no, no. The, the rest- like Bettman's going to find a way to get this new stadium built. And I don't because I I can't see him letting it go. Yeah, like them making the playoffs could be five years down the road. But if that's five years down the road, do you think they get relocated before that time? Do you mean relocated to another place or like to like another state? I think he means like if they move to like Houston or yeah. Salt Lake City. Oh, I, I think they'll make the playoffs. Speaking about Houston, I saw it today. I saw it today. Houston is doing a bunch of renovations and they're putting in. Ice, uh, ice. Like I saw that. To do yeah. the ice surfaces so they're ready for an NHL team should the opportunity arise. You want? You don't want to know? They're talking talk about this very brief. It's yeah, crazy. that's what I was gonna say. And I'm like, we already have 32, which in my opinion is too many. The NFL has 32. So if we went up to 33, 34, NHL's the largest league in North America, and that just doesn't seem right. <laughs> well, we do have two countries involved. Eh. 
I was going to say, though, like, so, you want to so say that, NBA but looking at the N- NFL, they have 53 guys. Yeah, but NFL has 53 guys on their team. You know, and NHL only has 20. Still two countries. Yeah, but. MLB has one baseball team <laughs> in Canada. And, uh, Toronto is the only, I mean, there's at least six, what, s- seven teams in the NHL? Six? Six. So, six. I, I, who cares about Canada? None of them. Seven. Um, but, Montreal, know, I, I, Ottawa, Toronto. Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa, Vancouver. You said Ottawa. No, no, I didn't. You did. You said it twice. Really? Vancouver. Vancouver. Calgary. Edmonton. I don't, I don't think it matters. Okay, anyway, cool. I had to do the math. Yes, that's seven. <laughs> Great job. This is this is this is Ethan's math segment. <laughs> I don't. We don't need Ethan math on this episode. I think that thirty-two teams is perfect. I don't think that they should. And I've said this previously too. I don't think that they should be expanding any further i know that there's been talk about bringing it the uh, another team to atlanta there's that houston thing where they're talking about adding ice to their rink or uh adding ice to their building quebec cities in the in the fray uh salt lake cities in the like why what why i think they're all just prepping for arizona to fail i think that's why they're doing it i would say i'd rather arizona relocate than them expand like I got to play devil's advocate. I, I, expansion makes no sense to me. Because I love the idea of expansion. Not, I no, think. not for the amount no, of I'll tell you why. Hold on, hold on. Let me tell you. No. I yeah, I mean, the, the schedule, we have to figure that out. But <laughs> A, you can only have 20 players on a team. It's not like the NFL where you have 53. It's not like that. The NHL viewership, and in general, it needs to grow. So you, I feel like the more teams you have, the you. more fans you have, things along that line. I don't feel like you're gonna you're gonna like you're gonna water down the product. I feel like you're gonna have superstars no matter where you go. And I think, I mean, I would love to hear Easton's Ethan's opinion on it. if they put a team in Houston. Do you think they'll pull away from Dallas, or do you think they'll like pull away fans yeah. from Dallas, or do you think it'll create a new fan? Yeah, base? absolutely. And that's why I'm against Houston through and through because the Stars fan base is already pretty weak and. Houston and Dallas are just bitter rivals no matter what it is. So I would yeah. be very against that. You don't like competition. <laughs> no, I don't like Houston. To me, I'm surprised the NHL is thinking about expanding to more than 32 while the NBA, which makes way more money, has a lot more superstars, is still at 30. Like It would make more sense for the NBA to expand then the NHL to continue. I think they are kind of diluting the town a little bit. I mean, you're seeing a I lot agree. of teams that like don't have the depth to compete with the rest of the NHL. But when you look at the NBA, it's the way those players operate in choosing destinations is they're trying to just make it a one team league. Right. Kind of like, um, I mean, that's, I mean, that's how soccer works in Europe. I mean, that's why you have super teams, yeah. All the way, it's always the same teams who win because those, but they also have no salary cap, so they can always just sign the best players. So it's not the best comparison. I feel like with the, I, I get what you're saying. The NBA kind of wants to just make super teams, but I feel like it would be helpful for the NBA to not build super teams. It'd be better to kind of spread out the talent. That's, but anyways, all I was trying to say is I don't know why the NHL is thinking about expanding to more than 32 when the NBA which is a more popular league, only has 30. Same thing with baseball. 
they're more popular too, and they've only got thirty. My biggest thing against expansion is is the schedule. I I think it's perfect with the amount of teams that we have. We we add two more games to equal out the interconference play, and just keep it just keep it the way that it is. Don't we don't need anymore. I've got my team in Seattle. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Gary Bettman after Seattle said no plan to expand whatsoever. I I just I'm reading it right now. He's actually hinting at a billion dollar expansion fee if if they were to go that route, which sounds like making it impossible. I don't know. Someone just bought the Senators for a billion. So <laughs> why we even have the fee at all? Just like just don't even have well, it. Seattle's I think was seven hundred and fifty million. Yeah, and Vegas was five hundred. Seattle's was very expensive. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm all about. If it's gonna work, I, I think Atlanta's stupid. If it doesn't work twice, forget about it. But like, uh, like three strikes and you're out. So that, that Jesse just saying, give him one more chance. Yeah, I don't know, like the Dark Horse, like the Salt Lake City, or like the Kansas City. Like that'd be interesting to see how like those work out. Obviously, it's not my money. I have no, you know, no skin in the game because it doesn't really affect me. But like, there's enough talent around the world now where I think you can make it 34 teams. Oh, you say mm, but you like you like. You look at Chicago so. or you look at Anaheim, they sucked on purpose last year to try and get Bedard. You know, you can't tell me that you can't have a superstar or two on every single team. You know, like if you look at Florida, like they don't have superstars and they were still good last year. They have Matthew Kachuk and they have Barkov. We got Maddie Kachuk and Barkov. Come on. That's two right there. I said two. Two. Yep. Same thing with, you know, Seattle has no one. No. Do you, would you say they have a superstar, Jesse? No, not to be at all. honest. No, uh, they don't. So you don't necessarily have to have a superstar to be successful. I will say to Cass's point, the NHL does have the biggest player pool in the world as far as the main sports in North America. NBA, you're going to have a couple countries like China. Um, uh, what's the other? Spain. One? There's another Spain one. Spain has a the, lot of talent. Spain, Spain, yeah. Um, but NHL, you're going to have. Russia, almost all of Europe in parts, especially Northern, Northern Europe. Europe. Um, you've got Canada. You've got the U.S. <laughs> Football, the NFL, they have the f- smallest pool. It's like the South. <laughs> it's just U.S. But, but what's crazy is the NFL is never going to be hurting for players. Right. But it's the most popular sport mm-hmm. in America. Like, no doubt about that. So, like, when kids grow up, they want a majority, not everyone, but a majority want to play football. So, they're, they're, it's never going to be an issue but it's it's an interesting point to bring up about like the worldwide talent and i definitely hockey is up there like so many countries play hockey and have all professional leagues the same can't be said of those other north american sports yeah because no one's going to the cfl let's be real no one wants to go to canada to play football yeah if Arizona's, if coyotes can stay a team and no offense yeah. to you Brett if the florida panthers can stay a team with the fan bases they have, I don't see how another two teams can hurt. You know, that's just where I am on the situation. We're the fan base is there for winning. That's how South Florida is, or else the Marlins would have relocated by now. If Batman's put up with Arizona this long, there's no reason why other teams can't thrive in different markets. And it's only going to help the league. So, so to recap the poll, if I have this right, so for the West, you had Colorado, Dallas. Um, was it Minnesota at third? Yes. And then Edmonton, Vegas, LA Kings with Kraken, Calgary, 
as wild cards. Yep. And then in the East, you have Toronto, yep. Tampa, Boston, and then Carolina, New Jersey, New York, Florida, and was Pittsburgh or Ottawa? I mean, technically, the first wild card for the Eastern was tied with the Pittsburgh Penguins and New York. Florida wasn't there. And oh, that's the right. second wild card by uh, less than a percentage point was Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry, Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo Bills. <laughs> we're talking about too much the other well, leagues. We're just talking about other countries. <laughs> the Bills are in England this weekend, so <laughs> they better win. I got them in Survivor. I th- I think the wild cards will see very different. I, but I I I think our top threes, other than the Atlantic, are pretty solid. I think give it eight weeks, and then we can talk about where Tampa is, and we'll reevaluate because they could yes they could be, they be, could very be right telling. down there with ottawa and detroit and montreal undefeated tampa <laughs> yeah, that maybe that would make me throw up <laughs> even more than uh calgary making the playoffs that made me throw up brett hates two things in life the calgary flames and the tampa bay lightning Dude, i used to hate the habs for the longest time because i became a fan in 2009 and the canadians beat out the panthers by one point to make the playoffs so I just hated them for just that reason. <laughs> That's almost as petty as why I hate the Hurricanes. <laughs> well, I have no problems with the Habs now. And see, now they hate themselves. Oh, I thought, I thought you hit the Kings 2014. Well, no, I also hate the Kings. I hate the Canes because <laughs> they. Uh, I went to a game when I was a kid and they beat the Rangers and I've hated them ever since. <laughs> has nothing to do with Amanda? Absolutely nothing to do with Amanda, though she doesn't make it any better. <laughs> See, she's not as special as you think. I was going to say, I didn't. I had a problem with New Jersey for a while because I went to, well, actually, went the, the I went suck. to game five in uh, 2012 when the Panthers made the playoffs for the first time since the 90s. And they won that game. They won game five, but then they lost game six and game seven. So that was sad. And I, but I, I feel like I didn't dislike New Jersey as much as I disliked Montreal just because of that one-point discrepancy. <laughs> What about you, Ethan? Is there any teams that you like hate more or less in the NHL besides the Minnesota Wild for Thielen? Blah 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 blah. <laughs> um, when I first got into hockey, it was the Ducks and the Sharks. Uh, that's back when we were in the Pacific. If I'm going like that's way so random, back when the back when those teams mattered. Yeah. If I'm going way back, the Devils would be a good one because they spoiled our repeat chance. That's right. But yeah, the Ducks really, that Getzlav, Perry, Ducks in the mid-2000s. Yep. Yeah. Dude, that's so crazy that Dallas was in the Pacific. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, we had the worst travel almost every year. Yeah. That's like, that's what I feel about Nashville being in the Western Conference. Oh, really? Yeah. They're in the in Central Time Zone, I think. I tried, they're in a Central Time Zone. Are they? They are. Yeah, barely. That's so Ish. weird to me. Dude, part of Florida's in the central time zone once you get past Tallahassee. Yeah. I only learned that recently. That was like a this year fact that was taught to me. I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, part of the panhandle's in the central time zone. It's crazy. But that's also like back then Detroit was in the west and they were in central. They're in yeah. eastern time. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Weird. A lot of people want them to go back. It's funny we're talking about Time zones, because I was listening to a podcast with Kevin Shattenkirk, who just signed with the Bruins on the offseason, and he said literally one of the reasons why he decided the Bruins was because he was sick of the the travel in Anaheim, like the West Coast teams. <laughs> yeah, that sucks on the on the West Coast. Oh, I guess Nashville is further west than Detroit is. <laughs> hmm. Dude, Jesse's learning all about geography through, through um, our hockey podcast here. 
If only he could learn about good hockey teams. Well, at least somebody's teaching me the, again, back to the New York City Department of Education. Did not <laughs> The New York so. school system. GED, GED. Florida's like one of the worst. And uh, I mean, I've got the knowledge up here. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Brett. Sorry. <laughs> Ironically, Texas is also one of the worst for public education. And you're a smart dude, Ethan. We are all flandering, floundering. It's floundering. Yeah, I know. I corrected myself. Where's Massachusetts rank cast? Do you know? Uh, I would think they're pretty high up, but I went to school in Rhode Island, technically. Oh, okay. So. But hey, guys, good news. NHL official season starts in just a mere three days. Yes. So is that from today or the release date of the episode? Sorry. Oh, from today. Yeah, the release date, it's going to be starting. To those listening today, the season starts today. Yeah. So you guys are... It's The it's season starts today. today. It's today. <laughs> Woo. And the Rangers are already 0-1. Go to hell, Kaz. <laughs> <laughs> that about does it for us this week on The Neutral Zone. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. My name is Jesse. This was Brett. This is Kaz. And this was Ethan. We'll catch you all next time. Freeze the puck. Credit to Rob Padavano at Robbie Padavano on Instagram for the song. Thanks, man.